Episode 116, Mad Passionate Love. Welcome back to One Extraordinary Marriage, where we talk about life, love, and the pursuit of intimacy. You're here with Elisa DiLorenzo. And Tony DiLorenzo. And, uh, you know, I just want to start off this week with a with some feedback we got on um, last week's show, The Grass Isn't Always Greener. Yeah. Which got a huge, huge response. Mm-hmm. Thank you all for your comments that were provided. Way appreciated. We got emails as well from many of you. It's been viewed numerous times uh, and listened to numerous times. So thank you all for sharing that. It obviously is hitting the core right now of what's happening in many of marriages. Mm-hmm. And, and so, and, and, um, you know, we're hearing daily, you know, we were, we're in different environments and somebody that knows what we do will come up to us and say, Oh, you know, I don't know if you heard about so-and-so, but here's what's going on in their marriage. Can you pray for them? Here's what's going on in their marriage. Can you pray for them? And, right. um, a, a lot of times this is the scenario that's playing out that the grass does look greener. And I, I have to share this one, um, clip or uh, comment. Tony uh, had put it up on the Facebook fan page and it says the grass sometimes looks greener because it is artificial turf, especially if it is seen without any real life struggles mixed in. People can be so much nicer when real life isn't adding tension. Mm-hmm. And I Gosh. loved that because I was like, you know, and that's what I try and convey so often when I'm talking to somebody that, you know, this is the situation in their marriage. And it, who, who re- said that? Somebody emailed that. That to was an email me. that you had received. Yep. Okay. And, um, you know, I, I often say, well, you, you know, you haven't seen that person, you know, interact with the kids and you haven't seen them do this and you haven't seen them do that because when you like start seeing people without their makeup on and walking around in their shorts and, and things like that, you know, uh, you've already got somebody that you're with. <laughs> Mm-hmm. You've already been through that. You know, the pretty picture on the outside? Well, anybody can put a pretty picture on for a few dates. You know, so I just, I loved that comparison to the artificial turf. Yeah. A- and just that there's, you know, there's not a whole lot of real life mixed in to what that other package looks like. So um, first and foremost, thank you. We love it when you guys chime in on an episode. Uh, we love getting your your comments. We had a great, um, we did our launch Yes. This week for the seven days of sex challenge, we had the, the book launch the, on Ustream on Friday, and that was a lot of fun. It was a ton of fun. And I just want to give a heads up to all of you. We're still having our third annual seven days of sex challenge coming up May 6th through 12th. So the reason we put this book out there really is because we have hundreds of searches every day for seven days of sex. People are looking for ways to connect. And we truly believe that not everybody can do it when we do it once a year. Mm-hmm. I mean, many of you have asked us to do it two times a year. You know, put it together two times a year. We just don't have the energy. In all honesty, we just don't have that energy. So what we want to do is be able to give people resources and this is our first of our, what we're going to be calling in, in a number of books that we come out with here over the next number of years called our Ready, Set, Go Action Guides because we really want to set you up for success and then there's a go section which is when you do what we ask you to do 
and it's action oriented. Mm-hmm. So just just a heads up. So you don't you don't need to purchase the book if you're going to do the challenge with us in May. If you're looking at May and it doesn't work for you and you want your own guide that you can go through any time of year, by all means, pick it up. You can go to 7daysofsex.com. That has all the information you need plus a click through to go pick up the Kindle version, which it's only in Kindle um, and on Amazon. And for you, those of you that don't actually own a Kindle, because this came up on Friday when we were doing the Ustream and we started talking about the book um, on Facebook and, and different feeds, you can download Kindle for your PC or Kindle for your Mac so that you can still access the Kindle, Kindle for your resources. Phone. Kindle for your phone. I have Kindle on my iPhone. I have Kindle on my PC or on my laptop PC. Um, and the great thing about Kindle is that it'll sync your reading material. So let's say you're reading on your laptop and then you go to your phone, you can go sync to the latest page, page. read or something, however it's worded there. And I started out actually with Kindle on my PC mm-hmm. because I didn't have one. I did just recently. Well, you started with your PC, then you got your iPhone. Then I got my went. iPhone. Yep. And then just this weekend, um, I came home from a jewelry party and was greeted at the door by Alex being like crazy excited, just giddy, all dancing around. Like, what's up with you? And Tony's like, nothing. Go check out the bedroom. Like, (laughs) all right. So I walk into the bedroom and there's a Kindle sitting on my bed. I'm so excited. So the neat thing has been to see how the kids are really excited and how they want to access it for all, you know, different types of reading. And I just look at it daily going, oh, my books are now half an inch thick. How wonderful is that? As opposed right. to the two feet of books. Right. Remember when we talked about simplifying a little bit ago, mm-hmm. a couple episodes ago about Elisa having all those books? Well, I gave her the, if those books aren't gone in a couple of days, they will be gone because now you got a Kindle. Now I've got a Kindle. So now I just have to, <laughs> so I'm so working for, on it. And so for those of you who are cringing, Anita. Um, Why is Anita cringing? Because she says she likes her paper books as well. You know what? I, I am I have been a lifelong reader and this is a complete aside. Um I have to say I was very skeptical of the Kindles when they first came out. Just you know, like I love Which is years ago. Right. But I've I've kind at of least been and again you guys know who've listened to us for a while. <laughs> Late adopters at time. We we just sort of take our time with this. Movies, you know, we don't little see things. Little until things until they're on D V D and I two can years get old. The library. Yep. Um but I, I, I agree. Those that like the traditional feel of a book, it's different. But for me, I love being able to, like I can lay down with Abby. I can read her a couple books. If she falls asleep or is kind of drifting off and like still just wants me in there, I get the luxury of just flipping to mommy's book. Right. That's a beautiful thing. That's or, something new, yeah. you know, just being able to say, okay, you know what? I want to read that book and I don't have to go to the store and buy it. I don't have to wait for Amazon to ship it. I don't have to do anything. It's just, oh Yeah click it's on my phone yeah. or it's on my kindle um it's different but i still get the flip a page thing you know yeah. i hit my little button it flips the page um it does not smell like a traditional book yeah i can live with that <laughs> I, I, I just for me wonderful. when i realized you know a couple of weeks ago that tony and i probably had a combined three feet of books stacked yeah. on our nightstands looked at that and said you know we've got to figure out a solution for this as much as we love books there's there's a finite amount of space in a home yeah. for books. So, hence the Kindle. All right. Um, Let's we move do on. have. Can I just start with the prayer request? Yes. Oh yeah. Yes. Yes. Hold yes. On, please. I gotta, I gotta pull it up here. Oh, where'd it go? Uh, oh, right here. 
and we got this maybe a week or two ago now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, this is actually from one of our listeners in South Africa mm-hmm. and her name is Catherine and she makes mention of the fact that she and her husband are regular listeners to our podcast and it, it's just exciting to know that there are people all around the world that listen to us and that hear that are a part of the one community and share stories back and forth. And um, she's so cute. She's like, we've listened to every show. And you know, Catherine, this just puts a huge smile on her face. She said, when I saw your Facebook post about marriages under attack, I thought I would send you an email prayer request for some dear friends of ours. Can I stop you right there? Yeah. For those of you who do need prayer, please do not ever, ever hesitate to email us. Okay. So it's info at oneextraordinarymarriage.com or now on Facebook, the new timeline. If you look on the right hand, upper right hand side, there's a place where you can hit message and you can message us right there directly. Okay. So don't ever feel like you don't have somewhere to go for folks to pray for your marriage. All right. Because we know you need it and there are times when you can't or you feel uncomfortable going to your own congregation, your pastor, whoever it may be that is very close to you in your community, but we're right here. And you know we don't judge. We don't look down upon you or point to you. All we're going to do is we're going to lift you guys up in prayer to God. We do it daily, maybe not together, but we do it just when we're, <laughs> we're in our daily prayers. All right? And we, to tag onto that, we will not read every prayer request no, online. No, Catherine we, we don't. specifically asked for prayer from the one community mm-hmm. and asked that we share this with our listeners. Um, but she goes on to say, uh, we live in a community on a farm in South Africa. And in November last year, there was an armed robbery here that led to two of the managers, brothers, being shot. One was killed instantly and the other is recovering well physically after five gunshot wounds that landed him in a hospital in critical condition. So as well as trying to recover, he has had to deal with the loss of his brother. The story is sad and long and I won't go into too much detail. His wife and small children witnessed him all shot and bleeding. All of us here have been affected by what happened, but my prayer request is for this couple as the trauma has taken its toll in their marriage. They are struggling to keep it together in all their pain. I believe that God can do a miracle here, and I just know that Mm -hmm. it is his will for their family to stay together. I would so appreciate it if you could put out a prayer request on your podcast. So, Mm -hmm. folks, you know, if you've got a couple minutes this week, if you could just pray for for all those affected by this tragedy there in South Africa, um, but specifically for this husband and wife that are dealing with with the loss of a a brother and brother-in-law and with the children who were there on the farm that saw... Um, their father shot and bleeding and, and just the trauma that has rocked this family um, in so many different ways. Mm-hmm. And Catherine, thank you. Um, thank you for trusting us with this story, mm-hmm. with, with this tragedy and for trusting the one community to lift all of you up in prayer as I know that they will be doing over this next week and, and on into the future. Um, so again, if you have prayer requests, please do not hesitate to send them to us. Um, and Catherine, just so you know, Elisa and I are just sending us, sending you our love. Mm-hmm. We are. Um, I wish we could just be there and hugging you guys and, and just sitting down and just praying over you guys. Um, but we'll do it over here in California as 
all of you all across the world, please, you know, lift up your hands, lift up your eyes to, to Jesus and um, watch over this family. So shifting gears. Yeah. And um, now let's talk about mad, passionate love. Yeah. Earlier in the week, Tony had, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tony had put up a photo on, on our Facebook page that said, unless it is. That, that is called a quote. Well, but it shows up as a photo. Okay. Yes. It does. Quote slash photo. <laughs> I stand corrected. Perhaps it is not mad passionate love today. <laughs> the quote on the photo yes. said, unless it is mad, passionate, extraordinary love, it is a waste of time. There are too many mediocre things in life. Love. No, 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 no. There, <laughs> you're reading the small one. So, Oh. Um, but that's what shows up on the Facebook page. Well, yes. Oh, love should not be one of them. Exactly. Sorry, didn't so, show up there. Uh, should we read that again? Yeah, let me do it because yes. obviously I just butchered it the first time. You sure did. <laughs> He's on fire today, guys. Unless it is mad, passionate, extraordinary love, it is a waste of time. There are too many mediocre things in life. Love should not be one of them. Amen. And this came from, looks like it says at the bottom, the love shop. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I found it on Pinterest. Oh, Tony's newfound little um, hobby. Nah, I don't go there that often. Uh, you know, only when he needs a quote for you guys. <laughs> or a photo, depending no. on what it is. Quote, photo. Or he's looking at his shoes. Get out of here. <laughs> Get out of here. So l- let's talk about this. Um, mm-hmm. Because I do think there are a lot of times that we fall into this you know, rut where we treat our, our love, you know, as something mediocre. We let it, we let it kind of simmer and, and plateau and, and we don't get excited about it. We don't have that mad passion, extraordinary love. We, you and I have lived that. Oh yeah. Well, we still live it at times. New, yeah. Numerous times. I mean, you go through ruts and you go through, you know, the valleys where it's like, yeah, you know, we're married. Yeah. Could take it or leave it, that type of thing. And mm-hmm. yet, you know, I, I saw the comments, you know, 17 people liked this photo quote. And, you know, when I start looking at, like Brianna had mentioned on here, she goes, after almost five years of marriage, I'm starting to learn the difference between med- mediocre love and real passion. It's hard when your parents seem to behave more like roommates than lovers, but I'm mm-hmm. determined to do this on purpose every day. I never want to do something halfway. You know what, Brianna, you bring up a huge, huge thing in that we tend to look at love, right, and bring it into our own marriage from those that brought us up, you know? You know, we're looking at our parents and going, well, that's the way they live, so that's the way I guess my marriage is supposed to be, and for me... I'm going to just say this for an aside because I think that's that's really good because, you know, my my parents have been together 40 years. I mean, it, they're, they're cute as could be right now. I mean, really, at they, 40 re- years. They really have got, I mean, I've known them for, gosh, going on 18 years. 18 years. Wow. And uh, yeah, I really do think they've gotten, I mean, I thought they were cute when I first met them, but they've kind of, they've definitely gotten cuter. Right. With but, you guys being out of the house and they've got more time together. And But when I was growing up, my dad's a a general contractor plumber by trade. 
my dad would be gone for a week at a time. That That's the way he made ends meet. My parents weren't around. And when they were around and us kids were around, I really didn't see much affection between my folks. I mean, my kids see Elisa and I, you know, kissing and we'll, 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 we'll make fun of like, hey, you know, we're going to make out. It just, But they hear us say, I love you. They see us giggling and holding each other's hands. My folks never did that. So I, I'm with you, Brianna. It, it took me time to to mold myself and understand what this mad passion, extraordinary love was for me and for, and how to express that to Elisa because it wasn't taught to me at home. Now, as the folks have gone older, like Elisa said, they have become cuter. I mean, we're actually allowed to say sex at the dinner table. You know, usually the kids aren't around, but we can actually say that. Okay. The funny thing about that is I, I, it was one of the first, gosh, it must, it was in the, one of the first couple of years we're at the the family table. And so it's, you know, at one end sits Tony's dad and to his right is his, uh, is their mom, Tony and Paul's mom. And then across the table from mom, it was Tony and then myself. And then Paul was sitting at the other end of the table. And so we get into this conversation, you know, I mean, we're all adults. Yeah. This well, Paul, is before, Paul this, was a teenager. Paul was probably t- my, my younger brother, six years younger than me. So he's probably like 16, 17. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, we get to have this conversation and somehow it turns to sex and Tony's dad, you know, basically slams his hand on the table and he's like, we're not talking about sex at the sacred table. Yeah. And, and of course, you know, we all In just his Italian burst, accent. We all just burst out laughing because it was just like <laughs> the sacred table. Really? Okay. Um, but now over the years, you know, all of a sudden, you know, 18 years later, all of a sudden, it, you know, he makes these little sexual innuendos and you know, Tony's mom is, yeah, I mean, it's not like she's telling us everything, but she's definitely much looser mm-hmm. with what the information that she shares with us as we've gotten older. Um, but now they are modeling for Tony and myself and for Tony's brother, Paul, and his wife, Melissa, what a long-term marriage looks like. Right. Just like my parents, um, who will be celebrating 40 years, June 3rd. Um, yeah, it's great that our parents got married in the same year, two months um, apart. Two months apart. You know, they're also model, uh, modeling what it looks like at 40 years, mm-hmm. how you go through the ups and the downs and how you, you know, you say, you know what? I mean, there are, there were times I won't speak for my parents, but there were times as a child that their marriage did not look so good. Mm-hmm. You know, they went through a lot of rocky times that I remember distinctly being a junior or senior in high school, wondering if my parents were going to stay together just because things were so rocky. And, yeah. you know, here they are 40 years later. And my parents were the ones that kissed. And, you know, we saw them hold hands and things like that. They were much more affectionate than Tony's parents were when we were kids. Um, but I look at my kids now and, you know, Abby even told me tonight, she's like, you know, mom, I just want to tell you something. And I'm like, okay. She goes, you're the best mom ever, even when we fight. <laughs> I'm like, okay, good. And then, you know, Tony was talking to her a little bit later and, and you know, Tony asks her, because he's saying goodnight to her, and he's like, well, who do I love? And her very first response was, you love mommy. And I thought, how awesome that the love between the two of us mm-hmm. was her first response. Yeah. That, that 
you know, in the earthly realm, and you got to remember, Abby communicates to God all the time. So, she, you know, she knows that that's first. But when, you know, Tony's having the conversation of who do I love? And he's given her a kiss, you know, it's the earthly. Um, she realizes that our relationship is the primary relationship in this household. Right. And that we demonstrate to our kids, you know, it's, it's not unheard of that Tony will come up and pat me on the butt. It happens. Um, the funny thing now is that one of the ways that Alex shows his affection is that he will come up and slap mom on the butt. So we've had the conversation that that's only appropriate in our house. And when mom says stop, it means stop. But I realize that he is seeing that as a sign of affection from his father. Mm -hmm. So he's modeling that. So, you know, to whomever Alex's future wife is 20 years down the road, be prepared. Be prepared. prepared. So Brianna, what... What it comes down to is that it's it's awesome that you're determined to live your marriage this way. Mm-hmm. And what we're here to say is that we didn't have the greatest teachers. And we've gone to this point in our marriage going, you know what? It's learned. We had to teach ourselves. We had to take action in our marriage. So that way we could love each other passionately and extraordinarily, you know? And so you can do it. And it's a choice. Oh, it's a, it's a huge choice, which you've already made. It's a choice that she's made, but it's a choice that each one of us has to make Mm -hmm. every day. And there are days we don't make the choice. And and I I will guarantee you, if you don't make the choice, it's going to be a mediocre day. Yeah, Uh, sure. it, It just is because you're not, it's not a forefront in your priorities. It's not a conscious choice. That you're making, you're like, eh, you know, we're married today. I mean, you don't even, sometimes you don't even give thought to it. You know, especially if you've been married for a while. Like I loved when, um, you know, looking at when we were writing the seven days of sex challenge and there was one comment there for somebody that um, one of the days just happened to fall on their six month anniversary. Right. And so she was sharing in the comments how um, she was going to get all dressed up. Like whatever, our, I think it was get dressed up or I'm too sexy or something like that. And she was sharing how this was such a great way to celebrate their six month anniversary because they were still in that newlywed phase where, you know, you basically celebrate every morning that you get to wake up next to each other. And then you show up where we are 15 and a half years into this thing called marriage. And I don't wake up every morning celebrating the fact that I'm married to Tony. Not that I'm not appreciative and, and thrilled to be married, but it isn't the first conscious thought on my mind. Like I miss Tony DeLorenzo. That is, that is fantastic. It doesn't, it doesn't, I know. I'm, I mean, I'm shocking. I'm shocked, honey. <laughs> what <are> you, really? <laughs> really? Because you wake up every morning thinking, that's my wife. I wake up every Truth. morning. I wake up every morning Truth. going, okay, if Elisa's here, can I have sex with her? <laughs> and lately that's been hard because kids are in the bed, you're not there. So that's what I'm thinking about. Okay. Unless I'm coming out of some like weird, wacky dream. And then it's really hard to get there. Okay, so you're not thinking about being married either. Sex is actually the first thing on your mind. Well, that's part of the passionate, mad, extraordinary love. Because that could be, you know, extraordinary sex. (laughs) (laughs) You can't see this, but it's like pointing his finger all around. I'm like trying to figure out, am I I following a bug? What are we doing? Um, I'm I'm just having fun tonight. We are. But what I want to say is that even though that's not my first conscious thought of, I'm Tony's wife. Right. 
there, there are definitely those days where whether I'm making breakfast or, you know, we happen to run into each other for a kiss in the kitchen or the bedroom or wherever where I'm like, wow, you know, I wouldn't want it any other way. You know, I, I don't want to go. That's why the whole grass is always greener. I mean, that whole thing just frustrates me because I'm at a point in my life and a point in my marriage where I cannot imagine looking for or going after another man. Like I can't imagine starting over again with somebody else because where I am in my marriage, where we are with the comfort level and the communication level and, and just how we've built up all these intimacies, this is it for me. You know, and maybe, maybe I'm not always like, you know, I mean, you guys have heard Tony would love it if I would just jump him a little more often. Um, that doesn't always happen. In fact, it probably doesn't ever happen. I'm like, always. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that was giving that was giving yourself a lot of credit. <laughs> I think it's happened once. Uh, I, I twice. Think, maybe. Okay, maybe twice. Maybe three times if we're really stretching it. If we talk about it more, maybe it'll happen more. <laughs> but the reality is, is that I'm tearing up over here. I'm just tears of joy. <laughs> what? Nothing. Oh, you're funny tonight. What'd you have? <laughs> I'm like, I fed you dinner. What'd you have? Um, you can demonstrate your mad, passionate love in a number of ways. I mean, for me, sometimes it's just calling up Tony and literally it's not even a, Hey honey, how are you? The first thing I say when he picks up the phone is just call to say, I love you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's that. I mean, that's, 15 seconds if it takes me that long to get it out of my mouth but it's hey i was thinking of you like you my one and only how amazing that i can just reach out to you right now and tell you and and on the other side the person that is if you're receiving that you yourself have to realize that your spouse has gone out of their way even if it is for that short 15 30 seconds to go out of their way, to go, I love you. Embrace that. You know, sometimes all we need to say as a person receiving is thank you. That's it. And really just think about that. I, For myself, for years, that wasn't enough. You know, Lisa saying I loved you wasn't enough. But that was a me issue. That wasn't her issue. That was me going, that's it? That's all you got. There isn't more like, isn't there supposed to be sex that comes after that? Or, you know, when I come home, you know, aren't you supposed to, you know, greet me naked and jump me? Right. That, that was me. <laughs> yes. Th- this is the stuff that would go through my mind. I, I have to tell you today has just been one of those days, whether it was at dinner or having this conversation with Tony today, it's like all these little revelations. So keep going. Cause I didn't realize I was oh. ever supposed to greet you at the door naked and jump you. It's kind of funny because you always got home before me, so I'm not really sure when that would have happened. But go ahead. Okay. Well, now you no. Now I'm you're home before me. Yeah. Yes, but I've had children. <laughs> so for the nine whole, years. <laughs> yeah, for the last nine years. So that whole um, creature at the door, the, the whole kid thing, kind of throws yeah. a wrench in that. I, Keep I it hear, in mind. I hear you. I hear you. But anyways, as the receiver, yes, we have to be open enough. To realize that they are just saying, I love you, accept it, thank them for it. It's, it's sort of, it should be that warm feeling we got way back when, when they first courted us, 
You know, when we were first courting each other, it's just the, oh, thank you. And that's it. And sometimes Elisa will just call me and be like, and I'm in the middle of something. I'll say, honey, thank you so much. I love you too. And that's it. We're done and hang up. And, you know, as the years have gone by, I have realized that those butterfly feelings and all that, it's it, it's not there. Th- those aren't those aren't the feelings I'm after. You know, knowing that I can come home and confide into Elisa and let her know the deepest, darkest secrets, and she's not going to run away, but she's going to sit there and love me more, and she's going to work through those tough times with me. That's what makes our marriage and our love so passionate and extraordinary. It's not the, 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 the feeling of butterflies in my stomach or, you know, all this other, all these other feelings that I don't even know anymore because it's been so darn long. Um, but it's not that it's knowing that I can tell her anything and know that by me doing that, I'm going to be loved more and not less. Well, and it goes, you know, as I, I, cause I have this photo quote, that's just what I'm going to start calling it. Just, it's a photo quote. Um, thank you. You're welcome up on my screen as we're doing the show. You know, I keep looking at those words, mad, passion, extraordinary love. Mm-hmm. Those are going to manifest over the, over the course of your marriage. Those things are going to manifest themselves in so many different ways. And it's going to change over time. I mean, when you first get married, mad, passionate, extraordinary love is just, I mean, it's still the butterflies. You know, yeah, sure. it's the, oh, I'm married. You know, you look down at your hand, you're like, I can't believe that ring on my finger. You know, that, that, wow. You know, like it, it's still there. You know, that cold kind of like, wow, this is for real. Pinch me. We're really married. And, you know, you have those milestones and, and, you know, whether it's a house or, you, you know, you buy your first house, you have your first kid, you have multiple kids, you know jobs change, homes change, geography changes, you move, you do all kinds of stuff. Um, And then you start to realize, you know what, I've built this life with another person. We have weathered the storms of life. We have celebrated life successes. And I do it with this person that sits across the dining room table with me. Mm -hmm. And you get to a point when you have this as your focus, this extraordinary love as your focus, you get to a point where you're like, there is no other place on earth that I would rather be at this point in time. That's when you know it's extraordinary. When you fall into the mediocre, when you don't work on it, when you don't invest in it, when you just say, you know what? Eh. That's when your eyes start wandering. You're like, hmm, check that out. Or you friend somebody on Facebook or you, you know, send that text to somebody or, you, you know, you do all those things that aren't, aren't going to build up your marriage. But you know what? You just have an okay marriage. It's nothing spectacular. You're not really, either one of you are investing in it. So, eh. Yeah. Yeah. You know, marriage, marriage takes effort. It's not this fairy tale that Hollywood makes it out to be where, you know, he asks her on bended knee with the you know music 
playing in the background and the soft lights. I mean, granted, some of you have had that proposal. But the reality is, is that after the proposal and the wedding comes, you know, dirty diapers and bills and cars that break down and, you know, jobs that keep you at work late or jobs that you lose or, you know, in-laws that make you crazy or you name it. You guys have faced all of that. I know you have because you've shared it with us. Mm-hmm. But that, those, each one of those, that's what makes your marriage extraordinary. It's how you weather those storms and still sit across the dining room table from somebody and say, you know what? I'd do it all over again in a heartbeat with you. That's where you get the mad, passionate love. Because you guys know we've been through crap. And have sex often. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, we have been. Okay. We had sex on Friday. I, I know. Well, that, I, no, that's fine. Oh, okay. So, it's Sunday. It's, it's, still, just, it's still my day, though. Oh, well, I get it. You're just like, <laughs> I'm like, all right, drop the sex thing. <laughs> You're starting to sound like you haven't had it in a week and we're not even gearing up for the week before the seven days of sex challenge. So I'm like, here I am like on this fun big, giddy time tonight. Apparently. <laughs> Cause I'm like, you know, standing on my soapbox and you're like, I, and have sex you. more often. Go girl. Okay. Have. So, you know, I guess are we, are we just leaving it to have sex more often? <laughs> kind of <laughs> sounds like a slogan on a t-shirt. <laughs> that would be a great t-shirt we could make for the, for the community. I couldn't even wear that t-shirt, honey. I know. That's the bummer part about it. That would be such a rad t-shirt. Okay. Just as another funny comment. Mm. So with my new Kindle, of course, I have both of our books on (sighs) the Kindle, but I don't have a lot of books on here because I haven't transferred everything over from my uh, PC. And so the littlest one tonight is sitting here looking at the Kindle because it's, you know, the latest, greatest little technology piece that we have in our house. And she's like, seven days of... And she's like trying to send out the word sex. And I'm like, no, honey, your books are up here at the top. See, um, Little Women and Scrooge. There there were a couple other stories that I had just downloaded for her. And I'm like, yeah. Okay, yeah. So note to self. Yeah. Oh, you know what? What? For those of you who do want to get the Seven Days of Sex Challenge book Mm -hmm. on Kindle, you email us your receipt. When you get it, it is $7.77. And that is because it's Lucky Sevens. So seven seventy seven. You send us the receipt, and we will get you the audio version for free. So all you got to do is email the receipt info at oneextraordinarymarriage.com, and we will get you the audio version of the book for free. And that is read by us. And that is read by us. So anybody listening to this at any time from now into the long future. You come across this podcast and you're like, I want that book. Go grab it, sevendaysofsex.com and then just email us a receipt and we'll get you the free audio version. Okay. Can I can I go back to the Ustream thing that we kind of got before we wrap this up? We kind of, yeah. we talked about it just a little bit at the top of the show. The Ustream, the book launch. We did the book launch um, yes. on Friday and that was two hours with listeners and you know, you guys got to see us. We were on the mics, but you know, you could actually see our faces. We want to do more of these, mm-hmm. but we want to know what you guys want to talk about. So I would love if you could send your um, live event ideas to info at oneextraordinarymarriage.com because um, if we're going to get on the air with you guys, we want to know what you what you want to talk about because it's more, it's definitely a question and answer. It's a much more interactive 
platform than just listening to us on the podcast. Um, we're tossing around some ideas on how to do the Ustream. Uh, what do they call it? Ustream. It's called Ustream. Okay, but to describe it, it's like what? a. Well, Ustream, it's not it's a live. webinar. It's it's, it, a, it's a live is, event. It's it's a live event. Um, you chat. So you once you join in and log into Ustream, you can chat with us, and we can see what you're chatting about. Mm-hmm. Elisa and I are live on camera, and we're talking. We're looking into a way that we can set up Skype, so that way we can actually get calls in. So it, it's just a cool way to. You know, hang out, chat with you guys, find out what you're talking about, what you need um, advice on, where you're stuck. Mm -hmm. And if we could do some shows that are around a specific topic, well, that would help out because then folks who are coming in will know this is the topic we're talking on. Now, are we, would we do it for two hours? No. No. I mean, it would probably be half hour, 45 minutes, maybe an hour max. Um but it's a really cool thing. We had a number of folks on there, and it was just fun. I mean, it was just a, it was actually a lot of fun just hanging out with with those of you that we've known for a long time now. I know we had we had some listeners that have been with us since. Um, well, was it Kent that's been with us since episode thirteen? Twelve. Twelve. Thirteen. Kent. Yep. Joseph and Joseph's been there since two Couple years, years ago. Uh, and then we've got Ashley we had some brand new there. people. Yep. Um, who had just found us. And so it was really exciting just as we're talking about different relationship issues and whatnot. Um, but we definitely want to do more, I guess, theme specific shows, you know, so if there are, if there are topics that, you know, you guys have crossed your mind, you're like, I'd love to know what the community thinks on this and and just have a more interactive focused time. Um, we'd love to hear your ideas. And also, you know, if, if you do shoot us a message, um, just give us an idea of days and time, that will also help us just as we start to, you know, kind of formulate when we're going to do these. Um, and, yeah. and if you do give us time, just let us know what time zone you're in because you, know, you say nine o'clock, nine o'clock to us could be six o'clock to you on the East coast. Right. Or midnight, depending on which, mm-hmm. yeah. So just some things to think about, um, some things that we're hoping to offer throughout the rest of this year, um, because we do love the interaction right. with all of you and, and we love the podcast, but we know from a number of you, we've been hearing, what about a live event? What about a call-in show? Um, and well, so- it, we're going to be doing our first One Extraordinary Marriage marriage retreat come this October in Laguna Beach mm-hmm. is our goal. So that's going to be pretty small, though. We're probably going to only offer it up to 10 couples. Um, but we'll, we'll have that out there soon with all the information as well, because that's going to be an event where you get to hang out with us for a Saturday and Sunday, probably going to be about three or four sessions over the course of those two days. And, you know, we're really going to go in deep on everything that we've talked about and some new stuff and some fun stuff. You know, that's what that's about. So make it a mad, passionate, extraordinary week. Yeah. You know, I mean, there's a lot there's a lot that you can look at in your own marriage and go, marriages and say, you know what? That's extraordinary. Sit down and celebrate those things. And if you're in one of those times when it's mediocre, think back when it was extraordinary and go back there. Think back when it was passion and say, okay, you know, how do I, how, how do we recapture that? Yeah. 
Because chances are, it hasn't all been mediocre. You know, you've had those times when it's been, when it's been passionate, when it's been extraordinary. And like we say in, in the Seven Days of Sex Challenge book, sometimes you just need to take a stroll down memory lane. Mm-hmm. You need to recapture that sense of when it was extraordinary and bring that from the past into the present so that it can be your future. Yeah. Well said, my love. <laughs> you guys have a fantastic week. We thank you always. We love you guys. And we'll chat with you next week. 